I think we really need to just really listen to ourselves and we need to have some time to have that self-reflection and figure out is our industry still one that's making us feel passion and that we're still excited to go work in. And the other thing is if you find that you are this close to being able to have all of the skills that you need for that next step, there is always ways to upskill. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. We're your hosts, Jack and Kara Dennison, and we're your ultimate career coaches. We're here to help you find, land, and crush your dream job. And help you live an amazingly authentic life while doing it. If you're a professional ready to make the money you're worth, make an impact at companies you like, and live authentically, this podcast is for you. Welcome to the Career Advancement Academy. Class is in session. Welcome, everyone, to the Career Advancement Academy. Jack and Kara are back. Now, last week, we had an awesome conversation about interviews. And if you're looking to improve your interview game, we invite you to go back and check out last week's episode. Don't make these interview mistakes if you want to call back. If you have a friend or a colleague who's getting ready for an interview, make sure to send them that episode. But this week, our topic is the fastest route to career pivoting success. Absolutely. If you have known anyone who has pivoted a career, especially in the last few years, in fact, you probably have after this pandemic, it has been a big thing. You've seen teachers pivoting into corporate. You've seen people transferring industries. And in fact, you might be considering a career pivot as well. So we are going to explore how to make a career pivot. So I want you to make sure that you got your pens and papers ready because class is in session. So here we go. What is the first step? The first step is truly to recognize whether or not a career pivot is for you. So when we say a career pivot, what I mean is really transferring industries or transferring types of jobs. So like I mentioned, right, a teacher transferring into corporate, maybe going into learning and development. Maybe, uh, for instance, I had someone who was um, an operations leader for a funeral industry and was in the funeral industry for 20 years years. And then after the pandemic was like, I'm not doing this anymore. and wanted to pivot into a different industry like the finance industry. So if that's something that you're looking to do is to get out of the current industry or role that you are in, you are looking to make a career pivot. So how, Jack, do we recognize whether or not we need to make a career pivot? I think we really need to just really listen to ourselves and we need to have some time to have that self-reflection and figure out is our industry still one that's making us feel passion and that we're still excited to go work in uh, are the things that I'm doing still feeling valuable to me or do I want to contribute in some other way if you're feeling that way in any uh, in any sense we encourage you to just evaluate by maybe doing some journaling exercises and some self-reflection on potential areas of growth that you'd like to kind of start expanding into. Mm -hmm. I love the idea of a journaling exercise and really getting quiet with yourself and figuring out your feelings, right? Feelings of dissatisfaction, stagnation, or that longing for something new. I always want people to check in with themselves and say, 
Am I feeling dissatisfied? Am I feeling that misalignment? And where is it truly coming from? And some of the journal prompts that you might want to uh, use is, where am I feeling dissatisfied? Where am I feeling unhappy? Where am I receiving growth in my career? And where am I not receiving growth in my career? Because that will help you get a little bit clearer as to whether a career pivot is for you and whether it's not. For instance, you might be feeling dissatisfied satisfied in your current job, but it's mainly because of the people that you're working with or your boss or your current company. Maybe you're no longer aligned with some of the leadership decisions or your company's values and missions uh, statements as anymore. So one of the things that I always want you to get very clear on is, do I want to make a drastic change and leave the industry, leave my role, leave what I'm looking to do, or am I looking to leave this company specifically. So really get crystal clear on, do I not like my job anymore? Or do I just hate what I am doing and I cannot do this for my career anymore? And a good exercise that we do with our clients is we have them really write out three columns on a piece of paper. The first column is going to be things that I am really, really good at. This is going to be, I am seen as the subject matter expert. I am fantastic at this. People come to me because I am excellent at this, whether you like it or not. The other column all the way on the other side is going to be, these are things that I love to do. I wake up every day and I'm excited to do these, whether it's in your job or not. This is your passions. And whatever crosses over in the middle, you're going to see uh, similar tasks, duties, responsibilities, and achievements that you want to accomplish in your career. And you can start lining that up with your current job. Does it match? Or are we kind of looking at the need for a career pivot? I love that exercise. In fact, that that's something that everybody should be doing every couple of years. I think so too. So the next step, because really, if we're doing a pivot, we can't just decide and just jump, right? We, we really kind of need to figure out what the plan is. What, what are we going to do? So what we really want to do is start planning. We, we want to assess, after Kara said, those skills, those passions. But then we also want to create a step-by-step strategy to help us get to what that new goal is. Mm-hmm. So if, for instance, if you are uh, going from say nursing, you don't want to be a nurse anymore, which we had some of those come back to us after the pandemic. And they wanted to pivot into uh, other roles where they were using their nursing uh, information or skill set, potentially to solve problems in the corporate sphere, such as organizational management, really being able to solve complex problems, depending on the skill set that they have. Now they're able to go ahead and with the right branding, showcase what they have and how they can translate into those other industries. Mm -hmm. When you're doing that assessment of skill, that quick assessment of the columns is great to figure out whether or not you're in alignment. But now I really want you to not just assess those skills, but really dig in and assess what you have in your back pocket, in your toolbox, right? Assess your 
skill set. What do you have? Look at your LinkedIn profile. Ask your friends, ask your colleagues that you trust, ask your family members, let them be honest with you and kind of drop the defenses because you're doing this for an exercise. But I want you to be truly, truly critical with yourself so that you can find out what skill sets you have. And this can be in your current job, in your friends, right? Maybe you are the friend that continually plans every single event, right? And maybe you don't do that in your job, but man, it's a passion of yours and you're really, really good at it. Um, Really assessing your skill set as a total person. Then I want you to assess your passions as well. Again, this could start with that three column exercise that you've just done, but really expand past that. What are your passions outside of work too? What are your hobbies? What are your volunteer experiences? What do you talk about all the time with your friends, family, and your partners, right? Really assessing those things and creating that step-by-step guide that Jack was talking about of how can I take these skills, take these passions, and figure out a step-by-step guide to get you to the next step. So your step-by-step guide is going to be one, assessing your skills, two, assessing your passions, and you're going to be doing that by talking to a lot of people. But the next step is going to be having conversations. You're going to be starting to narrow down what industries, what fields, and what roles really work for you. But at that point, you're going to want to set some goals. These goals are going to want to include having conversations with people in the types of roles that you think you might be a good fit for. Because it's one thing to say, hey, I have these skills. I have these passions. I want to go be a project manager for whatever, right? But it's another to go start applying or revamping your resume and then going and talking to decision makers for those roles and realizing, oh no, I don't want to do this at all, right? So I want you to really have those conversations with people who are doing those jobs, starting with people in your current network so that you can get a true picture of what those types of people do in their day to day. So seeking out a mentor, seeking out someone that you can ask questions and pick their brains so that you can get a real picture of what that person or that role or that industry does on a day to day. So you can understand and determine, is this a good fit for you? And a good goal might be picking out three types of roles or industries that you want to pivot into and seeking two to three people in each of those so that you can narrow it down. I think that is a great tip to be able to really give the uh, the potential pivoter mm-hmm. a good insight into where they're going. So it's just not a blind move. I think that's really, really great tip. Yeah. Now, would you also say that once we kind of do that, now we, we're actually now having to execute and, and would you consider that just the hardest part of this process? It really kind of depends, right? I mean, it depends on the person. The hardest part might be figuring out where to pivot to. You may have, you might be so unhappy with where you are that you just want to get the hell out of there. And when you're in that desperation mindset, you could be that type of person that starts setting yourself up as a Jack or Jill of all trades. Mm. And then you start branding yourself as, hey, 
hire me. I'll do anything. I can do anything. And honestly, that is a trap that ends up happening. So let's talk about some traps that you might fall into when you do this, right? If you are one of those people that you're burnt out, you are in a toxic work environment, you are desperate to get out, that you are like, I can't do this anymore. I need to make a change. You might one pivot inappropriately. So you might be burnt out completely from your job that you need to make a pivot away from your complete industry, away from your job, because you are so burnt out and in a toxic workplace. The problem with that and why I highly recommend that you take some time to do some self-reflection as to, is it the industry? Is it my role? Or is it this current job? Is because a poor experience can taint the entire career. And I don't want you to make that mistake if you truly are good at what you do and you love it, but you're just in a bad situation. That's the first trap, right? Yeah. That, that, that's really scary. It is. You could throw away a whole career. Yeah. I mean, with one mistake and unfortunately I I would hate to say this, but companies aren't always so transparent in this process. That's true. That's true. Wow. And we will be talking about identifying company cultures in two weeks. So we really want you to stay tuned, subscribe, et cetera, so that you can really make sure that you're there for that as well. The second trap really is what we talked about, that Jack or Jill of all trades. Hey, I am desperate to get out of here. Just hire me for anything. And I've seen it so often, right? And that tends to happen with high achievers and leaders who have taken on multiple hats, worked at smaller companies, have volunteered for everything, right? Where they're like, hey, I can be your customer service sales operations leader. I'll do it all. (laughs) The problem with that is decision makers, recruiters, they click on your LinkedIn profile and they're like, who the hell is this person trying to be? What do they specialize in? It's confusing. I'm clicking off. Mm -hmm. So what we always recommend with that is really doing that exercise. And if you are going to make that career pivot is taking the time and figuring out what your path is and running full force down that path, because it's going to eliminate confusion for you. It's going to eliminate confusion for recruiters, decision makers, et cetera. Right? So those are going to be two of the biggest traps that you're going to fall into when it comes to making that career pivot. But now if you've decided, okay, I know what my career pivot is going to be. I know what my skills are. Now I just got to do the damn thing. That's what we're on to, right? So executing that pivot. Mm-hmm. And, and that can be some of the challenging. That That is so, so challenging because now all of a sudden, how do we sell ourselves to those roles? Right. The language that we use, all of those things matter. So practicing now the new story, making sure all of that is crystal clear so people can understand and not have as many obstacles or objections about you going into those roles. It's going to be huge. Mm-hmm. And this is also why curating that personal branding towards what you want, like Kara was alluding to, away from the jack of all trades, but into exactly what you want to do is going to be very, very key. And mm-hmm. now we've act- now we've decided we're in it. So as we're doing it, we're probably going to find out somewhere along the lines adjustments need to be made, right? Yeah, absolutely. So first and foremost to execute it is that professional branding, right? That professional personal branding is really understanding what are your transferable skills. So what are the skills that uh, this new type of role needs and what are the skills that you have and what are the transferable skills, right? And 
quick plug tomorrow i'm going to be dropping a youtube video on our youtube channel it's optimized career solutions youtube channel this is where you can actually watch us uh record our podcast live if you're listening to us but tomorrow i'm going to have a youtube channel a uh, youtube video dropping where i'm going to be talking about transferable skills and the five transferable skills that are needed in every industry. So if you are thinking about a career pivot, please make sure to go check that out tomorrow. But what you're going to want to do is one, determine what your transferable skills are, determine what that, uh, after you determine what that uh, career pivot is, and then start building your resume towards that next step. So really building out your achievements, your bullet points, your impact, so that it makes sense for your audience, your recruiters, your decision makers, your hiring managers, so that they can see you as that next person. And that might be sanitizing your resume a little bit too. For instance, that example that I talked about of the person who was in the funeral industry for 20 years. I really took that resume and rewrote it so that instead of saying funeral homes, we said locations, right? So that it wasn't screaming funeral, you know, industry over and over again. So there are things that you can do to really make sure that your personal and professional branding are talking more towards what you can offer and not necessarily pigeonholing you into uh, what you were before. I absolutely love that that tip because it's so important to help anybody vetting you mm-hmm. by helping them with their psychological angle because unfortunately the brain is going to brain it's going to go in the direction that it it just wants to if we don't actively mm-hmm. uh, f- actively direct it. So the next is really having a strategic and authentic job search, right? And what I mean by that, and we're going to be talking about this in a couple of weeks too, is the difference between a traditional job search, which is just applying over and over and over and over again, versus networking and having connections with people and telling your story. Why we find that networking is going to be so important, especially in a career pivot is at the end of the day, you need to tell your story. Why are you pivoting? Why do you believe you're a good fit for this? And telling your story and explaining your transferable experience and skills. By having that conversation authentically with people, you're going to be able to sell yourself so much better than a resume is ever going to do. I love that. And now that we're in it, right? Let's talk about what we got to do as we're going through this, because as you're you're doing this pivot, you're going to feel a little bit like, wow, I, I you might not feel as confident as you're doing this process. Yeah. And you're going to have a lot of ups and downs because you're going to have a lot of conversations, a lot of actions that might not necessarily turn results right away. And so really finding ways to maintain your momentum is going to be key as you're doing this pivot. So when you talk about momentum, you have to think of what am I doing with my time to set myself up for this current moment? So that's a reflection on the previous day. That's a reflection on your previous time. How are you setting yourself up with your daily structure, with your routine, with the actions that you're doing in your job search to maintain that momentum? Are you consistently having those networking calls? Are you consistently in the process of making sure that you are showcasing that value on your branding and in those networking conversations are you working on on interview prep are you 
practicing your pitch with those new stories uh, daily so that when you get into that conversation, your elevator pitch is on point and we're not still in the old pattern of presenting ourselves. All of those things are going to be key. Maybe you find out from uh, networking that potential certifications, trainings might be beneficial for you to to be able to uh, make sure that you have what is needed to be able to present as a leader in that area you're transitioning to, all of those things are going to be key for you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about the mindset of making a a pivot as well, right? So as let's say you've already made the pivot or you're in the process of making that pivot, there is going to be things like imposter syndrome that come up. There's going to be rejection that comes up as you're trying to apply and speak to people about why you're making that pivot. And so Another plug, next week, we're going to be talking about imposter syndrome. So if you've experienced that, like nearly 85 to 90% of people have, right? Same here, guilty. I want to make sure that you're listening because imposter syndrome is a nasty, nasty thing. And it is something that we can overcome. And we want to talk about that. But when you're making a career pivot, that's going to creep up a lot because you're doing a big and scary thing. And rejection is also going to creep up as well, right? Because there's going to be, you're going to be reaching out to people. You're going to be trying a brand new thing. And there's not going to be a lot of people that understand that. And what I always recommend is one, rejection can be a gift. First and foremost, what I always say is a no is clarity. A no is better than nothing because you get your answer and you can move on and open yourself up for new opportunities. So when you're able to go through this, it's actually building that skill of being able to get through rejection, which is going to happen throughout your life, no matter what. Um, So it's actually building that skill. Imposter syndrome, we're going to talk about next week. And the other thing is, if you find that you are this close to being able to have all of the skills that you need for that next step, there is always ways to upskill. They have plenty of courses, uh, experiences, videos, et cetera, so that you can learn in order to gain more skills. So what I always recommend is that, yes, there's going to be experiences that you learn, skills that you learn on the job, but you can always fill in the gaps. And that's something that you can do when you do that skill audit as well. One really cool thing I just thought of as you were talking there was if you are still currently employed and you're looking to do a pivot, maybe volunteering to do some cross-functional stuff internally before we leave so that we can get some additional experience under our under our belt before we actually look to do that transition. Um, Also, finding out ways to just maintain your mindset, like Carol was alluding to, uh, stacking wins, being able to see those wins every day, and and really being able to lean on those are going to be key to maintain that mindset. Also, having a mentor and networking with people in that field is going to give you insider information and help you navigate your way inside as well. Today has been a really enlightening discussion. I'm really uh, hoping that if you are in the midst of a career pivot or thinking about it, this has given you some actionable tips. If you are still struggling and you need a boost, make sure to check out tomorrow on Optimized Career Solutions YouTube channel about the five transferable skills that every industry needs and whether or not you have them, I bet you you do. You know, I I really love that. And I can't wait to see that video. Me too. Me too. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for 
being a part of our community. We believe in you and we are here to support your growth. So make sure that you are subscribed. Leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform. It means a lot to us. Thank you so much for joining in on this episode of the Career Advancement Academy. Make sure to tune in next week. Next week, is there a hidden enemy holding you back in your career? Oh, no. Spoiler alert. It's imposter syndrome. We already told you. (laughs) But if you struggle from that, it's going to be a very enlightening podcast. We really hope that you enjoy uh, that you join in. And if you found these insights helpful, again, please share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Your feedback means a lot to us and helps others discover the Career Advancement Academy. Again, please take a minute, a moment to subscribe to our podcast and leave us a five-star review. Make sure to tune in next week. We hope to see you there. Take care. Thank you for attending the Career Advancement Academy this week. We hope you enjoyed today's conversation. If you know a friend or colleague who would benefit from this episode, make sure to share it with them and make sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming episodes. If you're interested in working with us, check out www.optimizecareersolutions.com to learn more.